welcome back to Embracing Human. I am sharing some of my top tips today on how to avoid the stress and anxiety of the holidays. If you're anything like me, holidays are a big deal. There's so much fun in it. There's baking and gifting and beautiful decorations and parties and so much festive activity. But we can also forget that it's winter season and part of our soul is longing to slow down and do a little less and say no to more things. So today's episode, I'm diving into six of my top tips for how to feel less stressed and feel less anxious during this holiday season. And also in a couple weeks, I'll be coming back to share some of my best tips on how to avoid the winter blues and the seasonal effectiveness disorder that I've dealt with most of my wintry life. So tune in next week as well. Welcome to Embracing Human, a podcast to remind you that you are not broken and in need of fixing, but simply human. Hang on, beautifully human. And as a human, you probably face challenges and obstacles. Am I right? I'm your host, Taryn Rain, founder of The Remote Yogi. And my intention for this podcast is to give you the tools to feel better physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Together, we'll explore what it is to embrace human. Let's do this. <sighs> Hi, humans. So I started to record this podcast maybe 10 or 15 minutes ago, and all of the dogs and the church bells and the cats and the birds all started screaming outside my window. So I um, calmed myself for a moment, took a few deep breaths in and out, and let the neighborhood calm down again so I could get on and record an episode about having less stress and anxiety during the holidays. (laughs) So I found it a bit amusing because I'm also feeling a bit on edge today. So coming out fully human, fully transparent as usual today. I am sitting on my bed half naked with my mic propped up, ready to record this podcast after a 14-hour travel day back from the U.S. to Mexico. And it was a long trip to the U.S. Lots went on. Um, Really made me so grateful for having the family and the support that I have and um, so grateful for the lifestyle that I get to live and also felt very stressful and like a lot of shit was going on. So getting on to record an episode about how to deal with the stress and anxiety coming up into the holidays felt really amusing to me seeing as how I really needed to have listened to my own advice maybe a couple weeks back leading up to this um, vacation back home. Part vacation, part um, just being there for family. I had my Nana pass recently at 100 years old, mind you. So she lived a long, beautiful life, and we got to be spoiled with so much extra time with her. But it still hit me really hard. And so I made kind of a last-minute decision that I wanted to spend all my time in the U.S. working as little as possible. And I communicated this with my team and my partner, with my other business and and some of the other people I work with. And um, yeah, as life has it, 
my my um, business partner got sick the week I was in the U.S., so he was down and out. Um, I also had some team members taking vacations around the same time, and it just felt like as much as I was trying to be present for family, which is to me the most important part of the holidays and all of the, the chaos happening around us this time of year, I was also very much distracted by not having prepped well for this vacation, not having given myself enough time, not really understanding that I would need this time because I wasn't expecting my Nana to pass leading up to my my sister's wedding. So I was in the U.S. for my sister's wedding and the week before she had passed. And so I just felt like this deep desire to spend way more time with family and and um, I couldn't have anticipated that. But that didn't help me feel less stressed about it, right? So I thought today would be a, a really timely episode for myself as well. Every year I do, the month of December, I share a bunch of different ideas, tips, tricks, things I do to avoid holiday stress and anxiety and to kind of mitigate SAD, seasonal effectiveness disorder, or winter blues as like a light way to explain that. I share these because this is something I've always struggled with in my life. Back when I lived in the U.S. and I was a wife and I loved the holidays, I would host these big parties every year and I made such a big deal out of these parties being just the perfect place to be. I um, really got worked up around the perfect gifts and everything needing to be exactly as it should and and going to all of the events and doing my best to make the most out of the holidays, the best time of the year, right? And also, the more I've traveled and the more I've been around, you know, different climate climates, I realize I actually have bad seasonal effectiveness disorder, which is just like a gloom that comes over me in the holiday months, in the winter months. For me, it's the combination of being cold and the lack of sun and the lack of outdoor time that does it. Um, but I grew up in Arizona where even in the winter, it's pretty lovely out. So I didn't really realize I had this issue until I started to travel a bit, until I started visiting family in colder states during the winters. Um stayed in rainier countries in the winter while traveling and realized that it's a really, really big deal for me. So um, in a couple weeks, I'm also going to do a deeper dive into seasonal effectiveness disorder and some ideas of how you can help prevent the winter blues, as I as I call them, and some of the tips and tricks I've used. But today, I really want to talk about this anxiety and this stress that comes upon us. Because while it wasn't really the holidays too much yet <laughs> with this wedding and me seeing family after my Nana's passing, it had a lot of the same kind of holiday energy of wanting to make the most of my time with family and to really honor and celebrate the season that we're in. And just witnessing coming back and coming back to myself today where I could have prepared better and returning to these same tips that I give my clients and my students every year around how to avoid this anxiety and stress that can come during this time because we all want to show up and do all of the things, right? So I really just want to recognize right off the bat that it's super normal to go into a bit of a slump in the winter, right? We all go through seasons just like the planet and 
if we were really tuned into our bodies and the seasons and we weren't so reliant on technology and bright lights and um, kind of artificial warmth and artificial cold all year, we might see this deeper connection to the seasons where, you know, we go through this time where spring's kind of this exciting energy of new new birth, new beginnings. Things are exciting. Flowers are starting to come back and it's like this kind of launch period where we get into summer and it's like fiery energy and we're doing so much and the sun's out. We want to be out and doing things and we're, you know, getting a lot done. I get so much fiery energy in the summer and of course I chase summer. I travel in the, the warmer climates as much as I can. So I kind of chase that energy of like being in this active go, 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 hustle, um, see all the beauty, do all the things kind of energy that summer brings to us. But then we start to kind of cool it down, right? We get into fall and we start to kind of drop the things that aren't serving us anymore. There's like the surrender of like, okay, I can't keep that pace of summer. I've got to shed my leaves. I've got to reevaluate what's important to me. And we kind of just start to slow things down for us, right? Think of cozy sweaters and big mugs of coffee and books under um, fuzzy blankets. It's how I picture winter. But for I know a lot of you, it's fall. We come in, coming into that period. And then winter is honestly a, a time of hibernation. It's a time of slowing down, of refueling. It's a quieter season. We've got shorter days, less time to do things, less time to get it all done, which is beautiful because we need that season to kind of return to center and reground and allow for the, the softer moments of life. But the funny thing is, societally, we, at least in half the world, right, who has Christmas and the winter holidays in this time of year, it's like there's this internal contradiction going on where our bodies and our soul is like longing to slow down, to hibernate, to not go out as much, to really come back to ourselves. And then we feel this obligation of the calendars filling up with all these holiday parties and work events and Christmas and New Year's and um, Hanukkah, whatever holidays, Kwanzaa, you celebrate at home. And it can just feel really overwhelming this part of the year, especially because, again, our bodies might be fighting that. Our bodies might be saying, I want less, and we just feel like we're not allowed to take that. So I want to walk you through some of the things that I do to help with my anxiety and the things I'm remembering now coming back from this chaos that I wish I had remembered before I left in a hurry. Um, and that really is to just kind of plan ahead with intention. So for a lot of us, this is the start of winter. We're kind of, I know some of my friends are stuck in blizzards right now and in parts of the U.S. and things are already getting pretty crazy out there with snow. Um, other parts of the world, like I said, are still going into summer. But regardless of where you're at in the world and what's going on with the winter weather, there's a lot going on on our calendars. So one of the best ways we can deal with less stress and anxiety in this period is to take a moment right now or this week before things get even more chaotic and get clear on an intention that you want to set for this week or this season, I mean. Just allow yourself to maybe journal, maybe do some reflecting and ask yourself, what do you want this season to represent for you? What do you care about most during the holiday times? What do you want to prioritize? 
Um, you know, for example, when I am away from home for the holidays, I really like to focus on being really present and grateful for my life and the flexibility that I have because I can sometimes get a bit depressed about not seeing family, right? So I want to reflect on on the gratitude. And when I am home, I really want to reflect on time with family and, and that's really my intention is to make the most out of each moment I get to spend with each family member and be, be very present. Um, so you can do the same, just really thinking about like how am I going to pledge to a lower stress season? Maybe your intention is saying no to more things if you're ready for a hibernation. Maybe it is um, saying yes to more things if you're if you're more of a hermit and you don't allow yourself to go out as much. Um, so just really reflecting and thinking about what is it that I want to carry into this holiday winter season. And then, you know, one of my favorite things to do <laughs> All year round, not just during the holidays, but especially when life can be a bit chaotic, is to set reminders to breathe. It's very, very simple, but sometimes we just need to reset our nervous system. And when we're running around thinking about shopping lists and to-do lists and all the family to see and all the friends to call, we can get a bit overwhelmed. Not only that, but a lot of businesses were wrapping up year end. There's a lot going on all across the board. So reminding ourselves to just slow down and tune into our breath for a minute a few times a day can be so powerful. So we can do this now, right? Even if you're driving, this is totally safe to do. We're just going to kind of calm everything down for a moment. So as you're listening here, even if you're listening at work, you're not going to look weird. I just want you to maybe bring one hand to your belly if you can do that, if that feels okay to do. And I just want you to take a big breath in through your nose. Allow the belly to feel like a giant balloon inflating out. And as you exhale, try to take that even slower and longer than your inhale, allowing the air to flow out completely, to relax. And then repeat. So big breath in through the nose, letting that belly inflate. Long, slow exhale. You can do this through the mouth or through the nose. Just make it nice and long. Breathing in, big belly breath. And out, nice and long. Breathing in. And out. Let's do two more. All the air out completely. Last big breath in. Let the belly inflate. Long, slow, heavy sigh. Let it out. Perfect. That was less than a minute and we are tuned back in. We've calmed your nervous system. You can do this when you're washing dishes, while you're driving, while you're working. Sometimes it's helpful, like I said, to just have some reminders set on your phone reminding you to breathe. Or you can attach it to a habit that you already do. If you brush your teeth every morning, if you you know make the coffee every morning, if you wash the dishes every night, Tie heavy breathing to that, and while you're making your coffee, focus on heavy breathing and let that become this pattern so we start to reset our nervous system as often as we can and calm everything down during this stressful time, right? 
So while we don't all have time during this season to keep up with lots of yoga classes and lots of fitness, and we're just trying to get our one minute of breathing in each day, I also encourage you to try to find some time for for gentle movement. So this can be something as easy as strolling outside if the weather is okay enough to do that. It might be dancing. Honestly, dancing is my favorite way to release stress, anxiety, doom and gloom, all of the emotions I just release. Even when I'm really joyous, I want to get up and dance, right? So during the winter months, I dance to warm up, one, because it helps my whole body to get instantly hot, um, but also because it just helps me to connect with my body again, get out of my overthinking and the stress. Um, Or you can just do some really gentle, soft, sweet yoga, um, whatever kind of movement feels good to you. Just giving yourself a little bit of time for it. We want to release some really awesome endorphins. We want to remind your body that it still exists and we can still take care of it even in the winter months when we want to hermit and do less and it's cold outside. Where can we find some time, maybe between baking Christmas cookies, to do some dancing around the kitchen, around the living room as we do that? And speaking of holiday cookies, I also want to make sure that during this time you're enjoying your holiday treats. This is one of my biggest pieces of advice because so many of us get a bit stressed out and overwhelmed and then we want to eat all the naughty things in front of us. And while that isn't healthy to do all the time, I don't want you to keep yourself from enjoying the holiday treats. I don't want you to keep yourself from like toasting some cocktails if that's what you enjoy doing. I don't want it to keep you from enjoying Christmas morning uh, pancakes if that's what's on your your mind. So while we want to make sure we're not allowing ourselves to get pulled into obsessive eating or emotional eating, we also just want to give ourselves some space and capacity for fun, especially in our diets. It's not really helpful to stress out about the things that you're eating. Having all that extra cortisol in the body is just going to make you feel worse. It's going to make you digest things worse. It's going to bring more inflammation into the body. So getting worked up about all the enjoyment you're having with this food is honestly going to make you put on more weight if that's what you're worried about with all that extra stress in the body. But also, it's just not fun. The body does not like restriction. Our brains really do not like restriction. And just allowing that to be okay and giving yourself permission to enjoy yourself is going to help you to feel less stressed about it. Um, And really just making it something that you savor and enjoy. Like, I can't eat pumpkin pie all the time. There's so much dairy in it. But I love a good holiday pumpkin pie. I was just home um, just after Thanksgiving and I all I wanted when I got home from the airport to my dad's house was a big slice of pumpkin pie. And I savored every bite and I was like, oh, this is so delicious. And while I'm attuned to the fact that it might make my stomach upset a bit later, I'm allowing myself to do it. I'm not stressing out about it and I'm just letting it be something that is magical and in, something I enjoy. So don't allow yourself to like feel stressed out and heavy about what you're going to eat and what you're not going to eat. Just tune into your body, see what feels good. I've got this really great training. A friend of mine, Victoria Evans, who also has an amazing podcast to go check out. She's an intuitive eating coach and she did a Facebook training 
all about how to avoid this food stress during the holidays, how to like feel more calm and at peace about what you're confronting. So send me a message on Instagram if we're not already friends. I'm at the remote yogi on Instagram and just let me know. I'll send you that link. All right, I've got two more tips for you on how to release some of the stress and anxiety during the winter months, during the holidays especially. Now, this one was a bit hard for me to master for a while, and I shouldn't even say to master because I don't think I've mastered it yet. I've just leaned a bit more into this, and I'm working on this every day and every year. But one of the things that can make us really stressed out during the holidays is that we overwhelm ourselves with so much to do. And there's always so much we want to give during the holidays, right? There's a lot of, um, you know, wanting to buy the best gifts, wanting to make really great cookies to bring to the party, wanting to give back to charities that you care about during the season, really wanting to give and give and give. And that's beautiful. We Like giving is such an amazing thing and I really love the practice of, of giving. I love finding the right thing. Actually, this last week I gave myself blisters walking around La Paz trying to find the perfect gifts to bring home to my family and that's really enjoyable. But one of the things we also forget to do is slow down enough to receive during this time. So a powerful way we can practice receiving during this holiday is maybe asking for support, right? It's not just about the gifts under the tree. It's about how can we receive in ways that are going to help us to feel less stressed, in ways that are going to help us to feel less anxious. Are there tasks on your list that can be shared, that can be delegated? Is there a way that you can lean on a friend to lighten everyone's workload? Can you maybe watch the kids so she can go get the groceries and then vice versa? Or Maybe you can help each other out with with the Christmas shopping or um, getting prepped for New Year's, whatever it is. Is there ways that we can lean on each other and receive the help of those around you as well as receiving the gifts, right, without any guilt? No guilt about, you know, maybe somebody splurged more on the gift that you received than you were able to do for them and not letting that guilt consume you, but really just feeling so much gratitude for what you get to receive, for what you get to have. You know, giving is a big part of the season, but we forget that receiving is also okay and it's beautiful because when I give a gift and it's beautifully received, it means the world to me. So when you're able to let yourself receive, it's so much better for the other person who's doing the giving. Do you see how that works? So it's not selfish to be like, yes, let me have, let me receive, let me have it all. That's amazing because you get to allow other people to feel that joy of giving. So let that be okay. Where can you lean on some people this holiday? And, you know, maybe let people lean on you too. That works both ways. My last piece of advice for just avoiding all the stress in the holidays can be just enjoying more touch. Hugs are such a great form of therapy. <laughs> Honestly, when we get physical touch, when we get hugs, it releases this really powerful neurotransmitter called oxytocin, which is like this warm, fuzzy feeling, happy hormone that pulses through your body and also stimulates things like dopamine and serotonin. And it just helps you to feel less stressed and anxious and less depressed too. If this is like something that um, impacts your seasonal effectiveness disorder, that lack of touch, that lack of like closeness. So 
one of the things that we've gotten in touch with in my family is when we go to give each other hugs and we're not in a rush, we'll hold on to each other for 20 seconds at least. Because that's usually the amount of time we need to really feel all those endorphins kick off and enjoy that happy hormone flood the body. It's so delicious. I was just doing this last week constantly with my sister as she was prepping for her wedding. And it benefits both people. People, As you give a hug, as you receive a hug, you get the same kind of happy happy hormones. Um, and also, like, I just want to add here... If it's in the cards for you this winter, like make space in your life for sex. Life gets a bit busy. The to-do lists are never ending, but that does not mean that we stop having sex and stop enjoying even sex with ourselves. That's part of the practice. That's part of receiving and enjoying the season and just allowing yourself to be fully present and connected. So like I said earlier, if you're not already following me on Instagram, let's get that changed. Let's fix that. I am at the remote yogi on Instagram and all month of December, I share a daily tip on how to overcome winter blues, how to avoid all of this holiday anxiety and stress. And each day I'm just sharing one of the things that's worked for me and that's worked for my clients. So you'll get a daily dose of inspiration. Some of them will work for you. Some of them you might not even care to try and that's all right. That's a really great place to go. I only shared six tips today. So if you want like 20, 26 more, no, 25 more. I can do math, guys. If you want 25 more tips, go check out my Instagram. I'd love to see you guys over there. Send me a message. Let me know you came over from the podcast. And really just allow yourself to tune in. Ask yourself, what what do I need? Tuning into self-care. What does my body need? What does my emotion need? What does my mind need? What does my soul and my spirit need? And giving yourself that in moments. Don't get swept up into the chaos. All right, my dears, enough from me. I am going to try to go to bed, seeing as how I've been traveling all day long. And I'm sending you all big serotonin-filling hugs. Tune in next week. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Embracing Human Podcast. Just a podcast to remind you that it is cool to be human. You're not broken. And I would love to be able to share one of your stories. Being able to relate to other people's stories, whether it's a moment of triumph or something embarrassing or just one of those human moments, please share a story with me so I can get other people to feel like they're not alone in this world. My email is in the podcast notes, taryn at theremoteyogi.com. And tune back in every Tuesday around 7 a.m. Eastern time, where I'll be dropping new episodes each week, depending on how human I am. To find more resources on embracing a badass human life, check out theremoteyogi.blog. You can find me on any social media at theremoteyogi for lots of fun yoga, free meditations, and more topics like this that I'm sharing every day. Make sure to follow me and send me a hello on any social media platform. We'll see you guys or chat with you guys next week.